I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and some other things. Like how the world is a mess. Yeah, the world has been a mess the in world a lot is, of ways. Yeah, this is this is the mess that happens when you're trying to sort out the mess and it becomes a bigger mess before you can clean up the mess. I'm, I'm impressed with some of the folks sorting out the mess. Some of them are, are doing good jobs. Yes. They're impressive, like in Minneapolis mm-hmm. and in Camden. It feels weird to have all of these things happening and only be participating from afar. It doesn't feel as weird to me, but I'm used to having to be here to manage a boy. and Yeah. And we have been doing that for, let's see, three and a half months in our house. Yes. All the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a challenge. And he's the kid who, once he gets jailbroken, he's not going to get reined back in ever again. No, so we have to wait for the right time for that. Yes, it is not yet the right time. No. You've taken him out a couple times to like doctor appointments and things where they are being exceedingly cautious, or at least making the pretense of being exceedingly cautious. They are. We've taken him to things before. Yeah. You can take him. He's very social. He doesn't mind. Normally, we would be taking him to these other events, like marches and vigils. Well, with his legs, maybe not. His legs are very sore all the time. Yeah. When we took him to Pride last summer, he managed that with a scooter, but manage is a very loose term. Yes. So... So he's not the kid that we can take to these events right now. We can't take him to vigils or to marches right now. Right, which is too bad because I think it would be nice for him to see some of the very peaceful protests Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, all the stuff he has seen, you know, that's much more dramatic, which, you know, there's a place for different things. Yeah. But he has it in his mind. Like he did ask me when we were going to his orthopedic appointment the other day, Mm -hmm. and we were on the freeway, he asked me if we're going downtown. And I said, well, we're going past downtown, which probably happened by the time I answered the question. But you know, downtown. Yes. (laughs) So uh, can you hear the air quotes? He said, uh, is it is it dangerous? And I said, no, it's not going to be dangerous because he's seen, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of TikTok news uh-huh. is my understanding. You know, he doesn't know what else is happening. And unless he was experiencing that in person, he wouldn't be interested. Right. If he's in a crowd of people, he's very interested. Oh, yeah. Because he's very social. But mm-hmm. as long as they're dressed, which is a whole nother problem. Well, this is not pride. Right. These events... The ones near us have had some looting, some violent police intervention, nowhere near as much as in some larger cities. Right. And I I mean, I haven't looked as much at the news lately, but my understanding is a lot of that has calmed down because I think a lot of people were taken by surprise and some of it was not the intent of the original protesters. No. And, you know, you've got like the... Boogaloo and the all the other white supremacist groups and all of the other extremist groups coming in and like trying to start stuff after the protests, like trying to create more fighting than there needs to be, trying to incite more violence. 
Yes. The police are starting the violence as well. And now that that's getting caught on video, it seems to be slowing down, but that could just be my news feed. It could be. Yeah, so we're in the house and... um, It's good that we're in the house and that we're not taking the boy places because that means that we're not paying childcare bills and then we can devote that money to supporting bail funds and Black Lives Matter and organizations that support Black Lives Matter and Yes. We can we can give that money that would be babysitting money to the places that we are not. Exactly. Um, and it's it's small place like Gaia as well. I don't know. It's a toss up. It's not three teenagers standing somewhere, but three teenagers. Yeah, haven't you seen any posts about in very, some very tiny towns? There's just a little group of teenagers. Oh yes, because, yes. You know. So okay, yeah. But, now but I know what you're saying. Here's the thing about that that strikes me is how people everywhere are participating. Yes, even people who aren't even in our country. Yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that police overreach and systemic racism are problems in all sorts of places that aren't America. Mm -hmm. Because European colonialism is all sorts of places that aren't America. Yes. But, you know, it's great to see that this is bringing attention to the need for change all over the world. Yes, it is. Meanwhile, we sit at home and do our jobs and earn our money that we can give to people. And without commutes and without offices to go to, we seem to be getting more sleep. Maybe you are. My my shoulder's not been helping with that, so. You were getting more sleep for a while, and you would always end up with weird dreams at the end of the night. I, I was ending up with weird dreams. And, and I, you know, I understand this has been a phenomenon over the pandemic for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, and also the insomnia type things of waking up at two, which I did a lot of at the beginning. You woke up one night kicking. Yes, you woke up too. You woke me up kicking. I was kicking. What were you kicking? Javelina pigs. What's a javelina pig? Well, I'm not sure how the javelina pigs got in my dream, but they're a pig. They're a type of pig. They're like a fierce little pig. Well, they're not very little, actually. They're technically not a pig either, but they're shaped a lot like one. They right. are a mammal. Yes, they are. And it's not really, like, I don't think it was, I was like walking Bob somewhere in the dream, and there were these berms, and but they were like mud, and the javelina pigs were coming from the other side, and I was trying to get Bob so the javelina pigs wouldn't get him, but Bob being himself was not being cooperative, because, uh. you know, mm-hmm. I wanted him to come over by me, or, you know, let me get pick him up or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and because he was freaked out, he just wouldn't do anything cooperative. Which he's not overall a problematic dog, but when he's when he freaks out, you know, like yeah. anybody else, he's like stuck in his brainstem or something. Yeah, or dog brainstem. I don't know. So do dogs have lizard brain. Maybe <laughs> appears to. Yes. Have you ever seen him jump up in the air and flip around when somebody comes walking down the street behind him and he didn't realize they were there? Mm-mm. Yeah, or on the path. Oh, okay. So he does these things. That's funny. Yeah. So in your dream, there were pigs and you were... I was trying to manage Bob and there were these mud berms. And all I could think of later was the only javelinas I could think of were the ones my sister and I went to see when we went to Fall League Baseball. And that was the name of one of the teams. I still have the tickets down there. (laughs) 
So yeah, the, we saw the javelinas playing, and then these mud berms, I always think of berms as where we go and sit in the grass at the games. So I don't know what else was in that dream. And uh, the actual presence in my room where there were no javelinas, I think the blankets were too warm, and I was trying to kick them off. That is also possible. Yes. So there's a combination of javelina pigs, Bob, some, some mud burns, berms, sun, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> Mud, berms, and uh, the blankets were too warm. Yep. Yeah, because we probably had, it was hot, and then we turned off the cooler to sleep, but then we opened the door, but then it didn't cool off or something. I don't know. Right. Who knows? So, yeah, that's a thing that could happen. And you said, what were you kicking? And I said, the javelinas. And you're like... The what now? (laughs) I think you might have waited till we were both up in the morning to ask that. Yes, because I think you, I did. you didn't want either of us to be more awake for me to explain something that, for all you knew, might not be a thing. Yeah, outside of my dream. Right. Well, and not only that, but I wasn't going to ask you in the middle of the night because I wanted you to be able to get back to sleep. Because yes, you you've been you're in the bed for longer most nights, but your quality of sleep does not seem to be does not your quality of sleep does not seem to be that much improved because you still have shoulder pain and. Because dreams are weird. And mm-hmm. and I remember reading something that said that when you get to those weird end of the night dreams, it's because your brain has completed its rinse cycle, which is basically what it does while you're sleeping. It rinses out the amyloids and all of the other waste products from a day's worth of thinking. And if you get a full night's sleep, it'll rinse out as much of that as possible, which is why they link lack of sleep at a young age to how early dementia can set in when you're older. Well, no worries there. My parents put me to bed early. Well, in your teens and 20s. Okay, I was running amok. Okay. Yes. (laughs) But that's the thing. Once your brain has been fully rinsed of all of that, it can get super creative, which is sometimes just really fun and bizarre. And sometimes it's like, what the fuck are these pigs doing? Right. And I think we didn't have a chance right away in the morning to discuss that. So later I said something about the javelinas and you said, I couldn't find that anywhere, meaning on the internet. Yes. And so I sent it, I sent it, uh, uh, the team, the fall league team. Yes. Because I was, I was thinking of H like Havana and it's spelled with a J like javelin. Yes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're a word person, so I didn't know you didn't know the word. Right. And it's kind of funny that you found the word I didn't know. Right. (laughs) But... That's why you weren't sure if it was a word. There you go. Or a thing. And God only knows, this is the discussion we've had a few times lately. Like, am I not hearing you correctly? Or are you not saying it correctly? Or is it a little bit of both? Usually it's both. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The other dream that you had, or the other thing that you were awake worrying about, was Vermont. Yes. I had some dream that we had moved, I think, to Vermont. And I think that that was, for me, moving dreams are stressful. Yes. Because I've moved a lot, and moving is a lot of work. And I've often had to move, you know, especially when I was younger, um... Entirely unprepared to have been needing to do so. Yeah, that does tend to get sprung on you when you're a poor young, poor young person. Yes. So you often get uh, 
job notifications. I, once or twice a month, get invited to apply for jobs here, there, or other places. Sometimes they're teaching jobs. Now a lot of them are education bureaucracy jobs. Uh, sometimes they're corporate vendor jobs like testing companies or research think tanks or whatever. Are these coming from like recruiters or something like that? Um, maybe half of them come from people who find me on LinkedIn and maybe half of them come from there are specialized tailored job sites just for teachers, just like I'm sure there are for plenty of other jobs. Whatever you do, there are job sites that just look for that thing. Right. And so some of them, like I've kept my resume up as I've changed jobs, but I've had these accounts for close to a decade now. Right. And some time ago, we had discussed that possibly when I retired, you'd be able to get a job somewhere else and we could go live in different places if we wanted to, because we'd like to try, you know, some other places. You'd like to have some more culture closer to you. I don't I'd like, like to have it in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I'd like to have the culture close enough that I can get to it for your sake and far enough away that I don't have to be near it all the time. You want to be in the the tiny forest cabin outside of the big city. Well, that sounds like it might be almost far enough away from everybody. <laughs> That's funny. And see, yeah. I would love to have, you know, some apartment downtown in the middle of some big city because... I like having lots of different types of people around. When I say culture, part of it, I do mean like arts and theater and that kind of stuff. But part of it is not just white people. Right. Um, Which is what you get in the middle of nowhere. Yes. There's so many white people. Mm -hmm. And that's weird because that's not how it was where you grew up and where you lived for a long time before you came here. Yes. Which was true for me too. You know, yes. When I first came I here. looked around like, where is everybody? That's what I wondered when I got here. So I thought, what did they do with everybody? <laughs> yes, I think you're more accurate. What did they do with them? Because the not white people tend to get done with. Right. That's part of what we're trying to fix right now. I did eventually find them. Oh, you did? Yes, they were in a little neighborhood and they had a black church there and everything. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's great that we found them, but not great that they have to be off in their own little red line Look, they saw all the white people too, okay? Okay. They're getting away. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> yes, I would love to be around more different types of people. And if we live not in a city, it's highly likely that we'll be just around more white people. So that's part of it. I do want right. to live in a city with more kinds of people. Hmm. But I recognize that you get overpeopled. Well, and also the noise, because remember when we went to your friend's wedding and that was a big city and like we were outside and it was nice out, we were waiting for something that we were going to, but it was so noisy and there was no way to get away from the noise. Of course, now I have like headphones I could put over my head and I probably could get like some really good ones that you wear when you're operating uh, heavy noisy equipment and just wear those all the time if I had to go somewhere. Yeah. But it doesn't sound very comfortable. So occasionally I do look at Zillow, look at... Yeah, because you've gotten the, come join us in Vermont. Well, and that's one that came like six months ago, like way back in the fall or maybe even in the summer. But here's what you come out and say, then I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. You come out and say, Vermont wants me. 
And I think, which is funny. Are we going to Vermont? How would we do that? What would we do? We're not. Is that going to work? Okay, let me clarify this now. When I say someone or something wants me, doesn't mean I'm going to give myself to it. Most people have some intentions about that if they're verbalizing it. You know, no, since, I just think it's nice to be wanted. <laughs> right. But we hadn't discussed any of that part because I right. hadn't realized that, that that was a stress for me ah. until we're home during a pandemic and I'm kicking javelina pigs and finding myself in Vermont, <laughs> you know, so. So communication. When yeah. I'm, I'm saying, oh, yes, uh, Baton Rouge has invited me to apply or Illinois Department of Education wants me to run their assessments or Vermont wants me. Right. And I can't help myself. I think, do you want to live in Baton Rouge? No. Uh, what town in Illinois? Unfortunately, <laughs> Springfield. Well, Springfield might be more acceptable to me than you. Right. Yep. That's the thing, though. Like, it, when I'm saying these things, I'm saying them as a curiosity. I find it really weird that, you know, the queer autistic fat kid in elementary and high school who, like, never thought they were going to amount to much, didn't think they'd live past their mid-20s, is now 40-some getting invitations to work for states and federal agencies and large-scale vendors. And I mean, it's just this weird, like, what the fuck is my life? <laughs> I see. Because you had looked at Zillow and, and stuff, oh. then I'm thinking, okay, uh, we can't go to Vermont now. No. And, you know, like, my, my brain just can't mm -hmm. quite let it go. So I, I also had dreamed that we moved into a house... And we almost rented the house down the street, which was the same house, but not exactly, because it had a parking lot and there was a smoking area at the other one, and it was not as good shape. But then these the people who owned that house really wanted us to leave the house we were in as soon as our lease was done and rent the other house. So they came over to dinner. You know, we're trying to sell the, themselves okay. as landlords. And uh, Oh my God, you're... <laughs> Dream logic is weird. Right. But was this the one where I said something along the lines of, I wonder what your subconscious is trying to tell you about responsibilities gone sideways? Right. Because to me, I'm not usually the kind of person who spends time thinking about things that won't happen. But that is probably the one thing that I do is I look when I get these job invitations, I spend a few minutes daydreaming, and it is purely daydreaming because it is all a curiosity to me. There's no intent in any of this. But it's a curiosity that s sparks a daydream, and so I go and I look on Zillow and see what kind of houses there are in that area and what kind of schools there are, and then I look at, like, do they have a pride organization? Is this someplace that I would, or an LGBTQ center, or do they have, you know, a something that would indicate an active queer community. Right. And by the time I've looked those things up, I'm done with my brain break and I have to get back to work. Right. But again, all of these things are just daydreaming and, again, curiosities. It's, it's just the weirdest thing to me that these could even be options, even though I won't take those options. And I'm sorry that they gave you dream stress. <laughs> well... Once I realized I was having dream stress about it, then I then we had a conversation about this because you said, well, in Vermont, we could buy a house for this much. 
and so forth. And I was like, what's the weather there? And, you know, mm-hmm. and so the Vermont thing just got stuck in my head. And when you said Vermont, I was like, Vermont? Because like, it had been so long since I had even thought about that. Because like I said, these are just passing daydreams. To me, I was like, Vermont? Oh, yeah, I guess I did get an offer from Vermont, or I did get an invitation from Vermont. Right. So, I don't know. It's just funny to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry it wasn't funny to you. Well, I think that during our pandemic isolation, mm-hmm. the idea of going somewhere sounds interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I can see how you'd be you know, interested in that, but that's not usually a thing. You don't usually like to go somewhere for that reason. No, I'm not a vacation kind of person. Nope. I find vacations stressful. I don't find moving stressful, but I do find vacations stressful. (laughs) You find that funny. Yes, but I understand because autism. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Yes. In order to go on vacation, uh, we have to work at a convention because... Well, we have to manage so many logistical things. It's sort of like when I was teaching and you have to work harder to take a day off than you do to just go in sick, you know? Yes, it's true. And leaving our responsibilities behind here to go on a vacation feels a lot like that. Like it's more effort. It is exactly that. You have to really want to go to the place, Mm -hmm. you know? So where should we take a vacation once quarantine is lifted? Galley might happen. We'll see if the city of did LA you, and the state of California speak, allow it. Speaking of which, I uh, I was thinking earlier today, did you check when they're releasing the hotel rooms? I did not. You know, I mean, a lot of places they have to wait until the state or the county or the city shuts down or, you know, clarifies what the allowable capacities or gathering sizes or... Right. And most of them like Galley are moving ahead with their plans because that's what they were do would be doing and if it can't happen then we cancel it but yes if it can happen you know i mean cuz right now you couldn't even go across the border from canada right and that's what one of the podcasts was saying that some of them wouldn't be able to come to Gallifrey one because they'd have to come in from canada and and they can't they can't mhm so. That's what kind of blows my mind about people saying things like like Zero Child's co-workers saying, this is all a distraction by the Democrats to ruin 45's chance of, try to ruin his chance of re-election. And I'm like, the world is closed. The Democrats didn't do that. Well, and I mean, how powerful must the Democrats be to get, you know, hundred some odd countries globally to institute some sort of pretend virus something? Or is that just not real to them either? I suppose that's it. <sighs> yeah. But but what I said to Zero Child is say to the guy at work, why why wouldn't the Democrats come up with something better? Mm-hmm. If they had that much pull. You know, and it's amazing to me, like, you and I, we work for the government, so we know how many people would have to be involved in a bureaucracy to make any damn thing happen. Right. And how many of them suck at keeping their mouth shut if anything is not supposed to be public. Right. As soon as something's going around at my work that nobody's supposed to know, everybody knows it. Exactly. It's easier to learn something you're not supposed to know than it is to learn the things you're all supposed to know. Right? So how the hell are any sort of conspiracies happening in the government, deep state, Illuminati, 
Democrat lizard people. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> Mechanical birds. Oh my god. Yes, they need us all to stay in so they can change the batteries in the pigeons. Right. Because they got drained by the Wi-Fi towers wafting gay homosexual messages into your brain. So put your tinfoil hat on, folks. Oh boy. 5G stands for gay. The 4G didn't, huh? Good thing we got an upgrade. My god. <laughs> So that kind of caps off the insanity uh, demonstration explanation. I don't even know. (laughs) Has anything gendery happened for you this week? Probably because I can tell you that everybody just treats me like a guy. So that's gendery to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm glad I have you to spin this craziness with. Well, thank you, dear. I also enjoy that you are here to be with me during this. I don't know what. (laughs) <laughs> that we've started with and we'll end with, I'm sure. Uh-huh. It's about how it goes. hmm So is that it for now? That's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Are we good? I think so. Okay. Bob might have been wanting some food. His bowl was empty. Uh oh. I gave him. I gave him food. You did. Mm-hmm. Good. He so. had it this morning, so. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what he was doing. Okay. You gave me a yawn. I'm sorry. Now I hope I didn't give it back. No, I've got the sneezies though. Every time I go outside, I really should be rinsing out my nose. You'd think that it got cold for like two days and then it warmed back up and the trees would be like, okay, we did that once already. Nope. They do it again. You better get started. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. In Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And in Camden. You're speaking very softly. Sorry. I don't know how much louder of a volume I have. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's what we get for letting some stupid jackass waste our time and not buy our ladder. Probably. So anyway. Yes. And, and can I just say, you'll have to cut this out. You sound really loud to me, and I sound really soft to you. Mm-hmm. And I imagine if this was morning, I would sound too loud. <laughs> no, what you're doing right now, looking at that, is actually just right. What you were just doing, that's what, what I usually see. Right. Well, I also know the boy has just gone to bed. Does he have his music? He has his music, but I am not quite sure how loud we are. Okay. So, so I think I have that natural inclination to be like... Don't wake him up. After he's asleep, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Like a noise is not necessarily going to make him wake up. Right. But anyhow.
Right, and, and some time ago we discussed that... <clears throat> my voice is doing that thing, it bothers me when it does that. I can't tell the difference, so... Oh, really? That's yeah. good. Okay, <clears throat> so... Ha, 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 ha.